okay do click follow button for msme talk on the platform where you are listening to get notification for the next episode release your marketing automation will increase the number of people your company is talking to it will increase the number of prospects who are reading about your company it will increase the number of people who are coming to website so your funnel is increased your total volume is increased now these interactions will directly increase the number of people who want to talk to your sales people which means your number of leads will increase your marketing qls will increase your service qls will increase your other high intent qls will increase when that happens obviously sales meetings will increase you have higher weighted average pipeline so you have more closures This is episode number 18 of MSME Talk on CRM with Ardash Narona, Country Director for HubSpot India. Welcome back to MSME Talk podcast. MSME Talk podcast is for micro, small, medium enterprises, startups and entrepreneurs in which we discuss with industry experts and experienced entrepreneurs on specific value addition guidance and solve queries to help build long-lasting businesses. technology is changing the world it is kind of mandatory for businesses to get digitalized while covid pandemic and other changes within the market make it necessary for small and mid sized businesses to accelerate digital transformation but small businesses cannot avoid digitalization and automation to survive and scale up even in non pandemic scenarios there are many ways through which digitalization can be done Automation of the core business processes is the most critical part of digital transformation. Businesses looking to automate core business processes look at two main software solutions: enterprise resource planning (ERP) and customer relationship management called CRM. In this episode of MSME Talk, we will learn about CRM for small businesses, types of CRM, benefits and applicability of CRM businesses. how small businesses can implement the crm how does return on investment made in crm can be calculated and much more from adarsh norona adarsh norona is the country director for hubspot india prior to hubspot adarsh held leadership positions at oracle informatica and salesforce adarsh hold over 2 decades of experience in leading clients in digital transformation HubSpot is leading US-based CRM and marketing tool company with worldwide presence. HubSpot stands in top 3 ranking in worldwide CRM companies for small businesses. Now let me welcome Adarsh for the episode of CRM for MSMEs. Hi Adarsh, very warm welcome to MSME Talk. Thank you Dripti. Thank you for having me. Very excited. So Adarsh let's start with you know a sneak preview into your journey so far <laughs> okay sure i've been luckily enough associated with the industry which we just introduced um, in this episode i've been um, very closely associated with companies which are famous in crm like salesforce.com i i was there for a big part of the previous decade building that company in india i was also associated with uh, oracle uh, where i led their customer experience um, line of business 
and now I'm leading with HubSpot, um, obviously um, one of the leaders across the globe for CRM. So thankfully, um, my stints um, in these companies have helped me work with so many Indian companies in the last two decades plus, medium companies, smaller companies, large enterprises, and everybody has this one unique goal to have their customers really, really been taken care well. And whether you're a small company or a big company, your growth is directly proportional to how your customers are handled by your company and how you effectively run your relationships with them. And I think that's where CRM plays a big role. Um, so that's been my professional journey so far. Great. Awesome. So we have got the right guest today to discuss on CRM. I hope so. I'll try to make justice. Thanks, Adarsh. So uh, moving ahead on the discussion on CRM, but prior to that, let's build upon on the, some basic uh, where we want to sure. understand what all ways are there to digitalize the businesses. When you say digitalizing businesses, what essentially we are looking as leaders of these companies is to automate most of the things that we can. And when you look at a business, you can probably segregate the activities you do into majority of the following buckets. You can look at managing your prospects and customers and your interactions with the outside world. That's a bucket. Then you have a bunch of processes that you have which are your backbone of your business, right? You have your uh, systems that run, you have processes, you have various departments in your company. That's, that's your second bucket. And then everything which is a surround sound for this. So what, what makes your brand uh, what it is and how do you position your brand in market? So you can digitalize any of these buckets and there are a lot of software applications, tools available for all these various pieces of your business. So digital transformation in itself is nothing but how do you embrace the technology, tools and advances in the industry, which is oh, through the automation. How do you bring them and then improve the efficiency of what you're doing? If you're talking to 10 customers, how can technology help you to talk to 1000 customers? If you're only selling in India, how can technology help you to sell across the world? If you're incurring X amount of cost for a process, how can you reduce it by 10%? Maybe because you bring a system in place. So digitalization, when you say it's a broad area, we can probably do another 10 podcast episodes on that only. But majority of the companies which have grown well over the years, which are very agile, which really, really morph themselves into the changing needs of this world, they really, really uh, adopt technology very well. And they adopt technology in all these places that you just... You just now mentioned automation. Yeah. Okay. So does digitalization and automation means the same thing? Or is there some... One is other subpart of other? How can we define that? So, so it's up to interpretation given the context. Let's say we pick a context where we say... We are talking about CRM today. So I'll pick that piece. Let's say you have a startup. You just have about... 10 people joining you, started a business. You know, all you need to begin is probably an Excel sheet to manage the expenses you have, the costs, sometimes even the salaries are done there, etc. 
let's say you're into a business where you have a product that you have uh, brought to the market. So what happens? How do you manage the raw materials? How do you manage the process? How do you get that product out? How do you have the supply chain? How do you manage the logistics? How do you manage people who send your supplies? How do you manage the retailers, distributors, etc.? All these are pieces of your business. Now, automation generally refers to basically like the word itself says for itself, automating something, something that you could have done with a machine or an algorithm or a technology piece. That's automation. Digitalization is a general form of uh, that. It's how do you embrace the technology that is available to you to go or to take your business digitally um, seen digitally available digitally driven digitally run inside that's the digital transformation that transformation using all these tools and technologies that will help you to become better bigger and grow go global all this that's digitalization and digital transformation let's take a quick break MSMEs and startups are looking for various kinds of support and upgrade. Are you a product service provider, expert, advisor, consultant, mentor for MSMEs and startups? Do reach out to MSME Talk to list your business. Check the link in the description. In the entire journey of digital transformation of a business, we can say CRM is one critical part of it. Totally. Because end of the day, no matter what company you are, your revenue comes from your customers. Absolutely. Isn't it? So if you want to grow, you want to grow your customer base. You want to not only earn new customers, but you want to sell them better. And you want to make sure those customers stay with you for life. Customers become for life your your advocates. Customers should be your mouthpiece. Spread good positive word of mouth, etc. So CRM is that core piece of the heart of the body where you will really manage your prospects. Strangers who don't know anything about your business, how do you attract them? Once you attract them, how do you engage them so that you explain to them what business you are in and why should they look into it? And then how do you filter the good fits and bad fits? Because you can't sell to the world. You have a persona of your customer. How do you find them in this huge, strange uh, the world that we have? And then when the good fits are talking, how do you talk to them efficiently? Make their interaction so nice for them that they love to interact with you. They love to take your products and services. And make sure everything is so well um, given from one department to another so that the journey or the customer journey is so beautiful and seamless. So they love being with your product. They buy your product. Once they buy, they start using it. If they have a complaint, how do you solve that so nicely? No matter where they are, no matter where their questions come from, whichever channel, how are you ready digitally to accept those complaints, solve for them and make sure they're happy for life? So this is the big scale of the journey of CRM is nothing but how do you take from a stranger face, how do you identify that face to be a good fit for you? How do you manage them through the journey of sales? through the journey of service and keep them happy for life. That's the journey.
So that's what called a CRM. Correct. So basically, there are various definitions that might confuse you or give you all that. But essentially, CRM is nothing but it's just a system or a software, right? That helps to track information of all the interactions between your company and your customers. Very simple. So the information is accessed by so many people within your company, right? Like your marketing team. They will be talking to many people. But the sales guys don't have to talk to all those people. So the marketing will lead that. They will do whatever uh, campaigns and interactions in that market and filter out certain good fits. Sales people will engage with them. But the sales people, when they talk to them, are already aware what marketing has spoken to them because there is a system. And then once sale is done, they become your customers. And when they raise an issue or a complaint or a feedback, your service team is interacting with them. So if you see in just one single example, there are three people who are accessing that information of that customer. When they were a prospect, when they were a customer, and when they have raised issues to solve their service needs, right? So a system should be there which is centralized and manages all these interactions. Because Tripti, you, when you buy something, let's say you you must be having a bank account. When you talk to somebody over a phone or when you walk into a bank or when you interact with them online or when you raise a complaint and you call their call center, for you, all of them is just that brand. But they are different people. So the system allows them as well to see you and all your interactions in one place. Okay. So that way they know, Tripti, you've been with us for 10 years, whether you've spoken to them before or not. The system will tell. Okay. So here are two things I would like to pick up from what you have shared. One is Hmm. centralized. Another is multiple departments using the information. Hmm. Now we do hear about ERP also now. Uh, ERP businesses use ERP also for the digital transformation for their backend processes. Now, is there some part of ERP overlaps with CRM or they're completely different? Excellent question. And in that question, you had a bit of hint also of an answer when you said ERP manages the backend. ERP essentially is your backbone of your company's core product and how you manage that. How do you manage the supply chain? How do you manage all the logistics that are needed? How do you manage the core costing, finance, HR, all this? These are the building blocks of a complete uh, chain of your company most of it is in house it's not an interaction with somebody who's a potential customer of yours that's the erp is basically to ensure you have a very efficiently run internal process so that you manage your people inside you manage your resources inside you manage your materials inside you manage any distribution of the same you manage all the bringing of raw materials sending out finished goods retailing distribution all this is you you can club together into that broad example of erp whereas you can take crm as a potential subset of this entire automation of a company where this is always externally facing which means strangers who are interacting who are clicking your website who are calling your company or meeting your sales guys on the field etc and the interactions that happen there a sale that happens the orders and the quotes and purchase orders that are sent and then how do you ensure you keep them happy like i said about handling the call centers that you have or the service centers so crm 
will be that outside facing while ERP is your core uh, internal automation. System. So where are they overlapping? So there is a lot of overlap also because end of the day, when you have a potential prospect converted to a customer and they place an order, there has to be a connection somewhere to tell the internal system here, this is a customer who's placed an order, which means you need to first of all get the money for that order. So there is an entire application which will manage that part of it. Then because of that, you will trigger an action saying we have to disperse this product or we have to render this service. So somebody has to manage that also inside. So there is a connection between everything. So that's why I said CRM is, although externally facing, it's still a subset of the entire company's automation uh, stack. And there are many, many examples where I can draw connections. That, that was just one example. So uh, what are the components of CRM? Nice question. I wanted to go back to that timeline of the beginning to the end of the cycle that I mentioned about customers, right? At the beginning, you don't know who is your customer, although you, you know whom to sell, but you can't pinpoint and say, these one lakh companies are my customers or these one lakh people are my customers, but you know they exist here because you have a product or a service. So marketing automation, the num the first opening the doors or for that matter in this Marketing automation is a core component. That's that's a that's a piece that is going to get you potentially piece of the entire TAM. TAM is target addressable market. So you will have many competition, whichever company you are. There is no company that doesn't have a competition in this world. So how can you get your share from that? Your marketing efforts determine how do you ensure you position your brand in the market? How do people really think of you? Now you can take up any names that you have. For example, fintech companies in India, Razorpay or Paytms or uh, Cred, for example. You know, you, you have a brand recollection because marketing has done some activity. There. Whether you worked with them or not, you know what they do, sort of, right? Then there are a lot of people who want to work, but then you don't want to pressurize your small little sales team to talk to everybody in the world. So this automation, what it will do, uses workflows, etc. and say, okay, among these one lakh people, I think these 10,000 people are very good fits for my business. So let me filter them out and then expose them to my sales team. Then sales automation becomes the second major component. Sales automation is where you talk to potential customers and convert them to customers. And in the 10,000, maybe you convert 3,000 people as your customers. Customers are basically prospects who start to pay you and get your services. Then customers will have issues, sometimes feedbacks. They, they have complaints. We all call our call centers when we buy something. They have clarification. So you need to have another team, which is basically your service automation piece. That's the third comp. And service automation will ensure everybody's happy. Whoever is in your family as a customer is kept happy for a long period of time, if possible, for life. So that is service automation. So market automation, sales automation, service automation. These are the three major components of customer relationships. Is a CRM system same for all the business or that there are different types of CRM systems? The fundamental logic of any CRM is the same. What is it doing? It's basically just helping you to be very efficient in managing your customers, very simply put. But there are many companies who offer CRM systems. 
there are many comp- many ways of buyings here there are cloud based there are offline based there are companies which sell for bigger organization for complex processes there are crm solutions that are sold specifically for very small companies or medium scale companies so in the market today you are spoiled for choice you you can determine which is your best fit by using a lot of yardsticks so when you said spoiled for choice i would say you mm-hmm. are confused <laughs> choice brings the confusion so which we will discuss in the podcast when you read some motivational lines you will see some people are born sales people they know the art and the technique of selling some people are born entrepreneurs they know to run businesses so personalities um which which are different from each other do bring in a little bit more efficiency for example uh, if you really really implement a good crm solution you're basically helping your sales organization with another booster to make them look smarter in front of customers but if you don't implement a good crm then that smartness level is visible the lack of it is visible rather so i think it's if i were to summarize what i've seen in my 2 plus decades experience some of the best companies they leverage automation to bring in that bit of extra finesse to the way they operate to the way they talk to customers to the way they solve business issues and solutions uh people who fail to do that who don't under they sometimes underestimate the power of crm and when they don't implement well or when the users don't use it rather well and they use it maybe about 30 40% of the potential that's visible in the way they interact with their customers so there are a lot of gaps that erupt during a conversation you don't walk into a meeting confident of whatever the interactions that has happened with that company and my company before or a new sales rep joins let's say tomorrow and somebody has just vacated after 10 years of working with you if there was a crm and that previous rep had ensured he had a good crm practice the new rep can come in and like snap of a finger pick it up from there and run to ensure he continues to give that experience to their customers but if the crm system is broken this new guy is clueless so he's got to start from scratch stuff like that so there are a lot of places where maybe we haven't solved or the automation doesn't solve everything because it again software is at one level but those who implement that those who use it and those who depend on it are all people and people differ from each other got it got it so basically uh it depends on how efficiently organization are using it other parties who is implementing it the gaps can exist anywhere but if it is done efficiently from the implementer side and the user side it can bring the good impact absolutely so now uh, just summarizing the benefits of the crm if you can just in few pointers summarize the key benefits i think uh, we mentioned about uh, why somebody should have a crm in various forms but i'll just give you some examples companies which have a good marketing and a very dynamic website they have seen very high growth of leads that they generate right 
uh, Upspot's uh, website, if you go, we have done a study where they say 183% greater growth in the inbound leads just because they have a good marketing solution. In terms of sales, you measure the effectiveness from the number of deals per rep closes. When there is a CRM, always we have seen a rise in the number of deals per rep, number of interactions per rep, number of customers that one single resource can handle. And when you have a good platform of sales and service, they've always seen they close lot of new logos as well as further business from the new customers that they've acquired. It's called install-based selling, which means you're managing a customer well. And then because of that in-depth intimacy between both of your companies, you realize that you can give more solutions to them and you get more money out of per customer. So install-based sales increase. And then obviously service, we don't have to talk about it because whenever you serve your customers well, they stay with you for longer. And a good word of mouth these days is probably the best salesman any company can have. Mm -hmm. If your brand is stocked well in the market, money will follow. If your brand is not spoken highly or if your users or your customers are afraid to talk about it, then it's negative impact. So some of these are the straight benefits of a CRM system. Do follow MSME Talk on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter for information which is beneficial for MSMEs, startups and entrepreneurs. So if you talk about in CRM in any small businesses, okay, uh, or a medium-sized businesses, who all uh, will be using the CRM there? A sales representative, apart from that, who is mm. interacting with the client. But apart from that, who who else would be mm. typically using the CRM? Let's take a quick break. Hey, MSME Talk listeners. Hope you have not missed subscribing to our newsletter for the latest news, blogs, podcast updates. Check the link in the description. We don't spam your inbox and hence we do have one of the highest rate of newsletter opening in the industry. I'll put put a three-layered approach to this question. Um, my answer is coming in three-layered, so stay with me on that. I think the First layer is what I call, personally, I call this, and this is not read somewhere. It's the field level interactions, right? Your sales reps, your service reps, your marketing reps, your campaign writers, your um, all the people that have some kind of an interaction. People are talking. You're, you're flying somewhere. You're still a brand ambassador of your company. Somebody sitting next to you. They ask you where you're working. You're talking. You're basically, you're pitching all the time. You're representing your company. So irrespective of all this, all of these users, I call them they're at the field level users. And it's very, very important. You have the best practices in that. Everybody should be using CRM, not like a bucket to dump the data, but as a good friend of theirs, which is there all the time to give information. So let's say, Tripti, you are 
uh, you meet me uh, we meet in a coffee shop and i talk to you and let's say you're already working with upspot with somebody else in some other country doesn't matter i'm in singapore you're in india so you say you might be working with somebody in upspot india but because i know your name i plug it into into my mobile and i see tripti is interacted with upspot and you are actually a customer of mine so the nature of my conversation with you will begin at a higher awareness level so that that's the beauty of this crm product so i i don't discover shockingly or surprisingly if you have a issue with upspot let's say and nobody solved it i don't come and sell you on top of that i would rather acknowledge because i know suddenly this tool is telling me tripti had raised two cases and we have not solved it yet. something like that right that's field level second is the operating level your managers your zonal managers your line of business managers your execution managers all of them use this tool to run reports to make some decisions to really run efficiencies to ensure who which rep is doing well where is the stack ranking how is this rep in mumbai doing so well that i can probably learn from that rep and teach everybody else in let's say in bangalore team something like that so the zonal managers or the mid layer execution um, or or the operating level managers they play an important role they are big users they make a lot of decisions that really really help the best practices come up the third and the higher is the executive users which is your business heads your relobies your vps your ceo of a company or a managing director or if you're a small company basically the owner of the company you use that product to know the health of your company at a snap of a finger you know when you get up in the morning the tool will show you this is how we did till yesterday this is how we have done month till date year to date this is the regions we are doing well and they click 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 and they go down to let's say which deal closed in bandra yesterday and which rep closed what was the transaction what was the conversation the ceo can just go click 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 and find that out so that gives that kind of a business transparency and that's the third level of users so basically at the at the top level it's it's an automated dashboard to show them their performance of the sales team and the company and how the business is happening yep so dashboard is a part reports and dashboards are part of any crm solution and yeah. most of the times the executive teams and the managers use them to make decisions that yeah. that can help them yeah and exactly and, and the team which is not the front end team which is not interacting but using the data which is getting feeded in the crm for a lot of analytics work yes for a lot of deciding which product is doing well which not how's the customer reacting uh maybe also for the decision of which new product may work well yep. for the future decisions yep. based on their past data yep. now this particular part i think is very uh, the part which will make difference for a crm implementation hmm. is it just a customer interaction tool or is it a tool which helps you in making lore of decision making and analysis yeah so that's where i said it depends on how companies use this tool there are a lot of companies who use it to 30% 40% of the tool when i said that this is what i meant they're using it just to let's say dump in the names of the customers that they are working the names of the contacts they are working etc they're just using it like a, literally a database but there are smarter companies they use this one to ensure their customer 
satisfaction the customer experience it is at a very high level they use this to train their sales folks use to train the marketing and the service folks they they use this data to make decisions based on the region wise performances they use this decision to learn from good habits they use this tool to bring in lot of new learnings they they really use this as a strategical and operational level um decision making unit that's that's the extent to which you can use this this once you are into crm you will suddenly realize as a owner of the company this tool is your best breast growth advocate because if your aspirations are to from a small company you want to grow a bigger company from selling only in india you want to grow asia southeast asia apac across apac to north americas and emias all the data that is there needs to be visualized and analyzed properly and then you make decisions you take decisions and adopt those best practices to go into these places yeah so again the tool can offer you enormous abilities to run your business it's how much appetite you have how much of a dna you have in your company that everybody uses it because yeah. what goes in into the system because this is not a robot right it's it's not somebody who's making decisions for you you put in good data you get in good reports you put in bad data you get bad reports so you need to be cautious with the best practices of implementations so if you talk about from the business perspective businesses are depending can be divided on the scale of operation small medium yes. big large businesses yeah. or they can be uh, in the different industries and sectors yeah. if you want to see is crm required by everyone hmm. or there still there are the businesses who still doesn't need hmm. to certain level hmm. or certain category of type of industry doesn't need crm so can you just throw some light or is it like no 100 out of 100 businesses hmm. need to get into crm yeah as a owner uh, country director of a company which sells crm i would love to tell everybody should buy crm and they should buy it today but even if i was not i think i will still say that because any company whether you are 10 member company 100 member or a 10000 conglomerate it doesn't matter because your fundamental business ethics and vision and mission and your gtm or the go to market plan is nothing but to act either acquisition of new logos or the logos that you already have maximization of those logos and keeping the customers for life and continuously enhancing your tam or uh, getting your serviceable market from the available tam so for me i find it little awkward when some of the crm companies they say oh we are for this large enterprises companies only we are this complex only and they will have a small a smaller company team and they'll say no we are only for the smaller companies and medium and small enterprises but essentially they're selling the same product uh with a little bit of feature add ons here and there so the fundamental thinking for anybody who's listening to podcast this podcast if you're a owner of a business if you're a vp or if you're leading a business which does not have a crm get one today if you're just two member company you can get an excel sheet you can still automate your business but if you are a decent size company you should have a crm in place because it has only only benefits there is no uh, negative by products of this decision there is no collateral damage here please go ahead and 
procure. Now, CRM, there are a lot of CRMs which are free. HubSpot also gives, incidentally, free CRM for some of the things that are essential to run a business. There are companies that are in, in India itself, salesforce.com, a company that I worked before. Uh, there is Freshworks, there is Zoho, apart from HubSpot. And there are a lot of new companies like Active Campaigns and LeadSquad, etc. Many, many choices. You need to interact with that team and see. So, uh, Adash, what are the different options available for small businesses to get CRM? Uh, here, like getting customized, made from some software developer or a company, or buying ready softwares, cloud, SaaS, etc. Could you just yeah. help us understanding this whole thing? And uh, someone who approaches as a small company who says, we help in CRM. Mm. Or we go and buy something like an OTC product, mm, like, you know, mm, you go on a website mm, and buy mm, and subscribe to mm. it. How does, you know, small businesses can make decision on that? So one of the ways that uh, people get confused in adopting CRM is, okay, I know this partner of mine, a small little company, they said they can come and automate it. They can build something for me. They can build it on some open software. And then you meet somebody uh, in a conference or an event, you go and they say, I'm a CRM company, I can come and do it for you. And then you read on websites, there is Salesforce, there is HubSpot and Fresh and Zoho. They're saying, just buy CRM online and we will implement it for you, our authorized part. So the confusions are many here. One of the best things to do first is to understand where you are as a company and what do you want to achieve? That's important. Ideally, the adoption of cloud in India is very high. Good old days, we used to have CRM, which are only offline. You have to buy licenses, paying a huge sum of money. But now you can pay on a monthly basis. That's the beauty of a SaaS application. And all these names that I mentioned, all of them have that monthly option. Now, most of them come with an authorized partner who will come and implement that solution for you. Some customers in India that I've seen, they have people in house, they employ some of the experts themselves as super users. So you could probably have a three member team which will adopt, implement, customize the solutions and maintain it for a long period of time. Or you can give a contract for a three week or a three month contract depending on the complexity to a system integrator or a, a software company which specializes in this and give them this implementation contract. They'll come study your business. They'll understand where this product can fit in. What should your salespeople use? How do they click? Where do they store? How do you run the reports? Tweak, customize and configure those stuff for you and then they go out so that you run with it going forward. So options are many. What is important is you figure out your strengths and weaknesses. Once you know your strengths and weaknesses and what you want to do with your company, how you want to grow it, then you can take an informed decision. There is no need to get confused because any company that have, that is a CRM vendor, you speak to them, they will guide you on should you take a partner who can implement it or can you do it yourself? There are a lot of CRMs like HubSpot Free CRM. You just need to know English uh, in India and you can just click, click, click and start running with it. You don't need anybody to come and customize. It's very simple. But the moment it becomes complex, maybe it's better. Somebody comes and does a neat job for you. 
because scalability is easy when you do a beautiful implementation so when you said someone can come and do it for the small business when mm. small business work is getting little complicated and it's not in the uh, domain of the business Correct. owner or the team yeah. uh, to understand that yeah. then does that person who comes need to be hired by the business owners or uh, does the crm companies have their some representatives or the freelancers who does that very good question and all the crm companies will have either an in-house implementation team which will come and do the job for you or they will have local partners in the city that you are they will have authorized partners who will come and do the job on their behalf so these two options are always there with all crm vendors but the okay. company in question which is buying the crm what they should do as per my experience they should establish a center of excellence what do i mean by that okay they should have a team where they identify one in-house user as the super user because once the implementation is done this vendor will go away but you will continue to hire people you will continue to use the system so somebody should know the system very well so my advice is hire one person or a small team depending on the complexity to learn on the job when the implementation is being done by these vendors okay and when they are doing the implementation let the business practices best practices be shared and then these super users or super admins what we call they can they can be another team leader or a sales user themselves but they are the ones who are savvy about this tool they can really be the mentors for let's say a bunch of newcomers who come after 3 months can this be uh, outsourced from any agency this particular role excellent question yes there are lot of companies in india small companies to medium companies to system integrators and large system integrators who take up this role where you can outsource the entire thing but it's not a complex thing like maybe erp is way too complex compared to crm right mm-hmm. uh, but your in house it team also doesn't need to manage anything because all the saas companies is just like using a mobile application on your phone right yes who do you ever have a whatsapp admin um who's was only dedicated to run that no you don't have you you know how to download and whatsapp and start using it you just read about it and start using it that's sales users will get to crm like that it becomes a second skin for them got it and so uh, if we talk about india scenario who are the primary crm providers here and uh, can you tell some guidelines like or uh, depending on the suitability in terms of business sizes industry which company suit which like you know small medium and large businesses are there and you have many crm providers yeah, yeah. we'll start from the top i think one of the biggest yeah. names in the industry is no doubt salesforce.com uh, they are probably the first uh, saas company which brought crm on a uh, cloud model and they've been growing very impressively across the world and uh, i was part of that company for almost 7 years when they came into india first they offer vertical wise industry wise uh, very high enterprise complex solutions crm solutions so they do a lot of features uh, that are there hubspot is one of the main uh, alternatives for salesforce.com in india 
and HubSpot is now both small, medium, as well as enterprise-grade um, customers are adopting HubSpot. I've seen a lot of love for Zoho and Freshworks as well in India. And both these companies are born in India and are unicorns. Uh, and they have been doing a lot of job uh, jobs uh, in the CRM. There are newcomers um, which are like Active Campaign. There's Lead Squared, and then there is um, Sugar CRM, which is there for a while. So if you go to any third-party website and just put in a search CRM companies in India, you will find all these names there. Now, again, it goes back to what we discussed. You need to know what you want. You don't want to order a big buffet when you're just not hungry. When you're a, when you're a small company, you don't want to buy something that is not going to be used 100% and you don't have to pay a hefty sum of uh, monthly payments for that. You can start small in all of these companies. You can always start small. You can small set of users can start this. And then eventually as you scale, these solutions can scale with your growth. Okay. So does, uh, when you're talking about these names, hmm. does all of them provide for small businesses also? Um, yes, to an extent, many of names that I've took uh, offer uh, small and medium enterprise solutions as well. However, I think some of them which are which have been born, brought up as companies which have sold to MSMEs and uh, startups and the non-enterprise are HubSpot and Zoho and Fresh. Fresh work. Yeah. Okay, got it. So for small, yeah, small and medium companies, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zoho, um, HubSpot, yeah. and Fresh work makes more sense. Is more popular. Pop- you can more see popular, in Indian. Yeah. But but all of them do sell, do have enterprise grade solutions. So even the large companies yes. can adopt them. Yes. Yeah. It's it's about you know how much pie and focus of which category Correct. you you are putting right. across and uh, when we go to salesforce is primary pie of the customers would be coming from the medium and large bucket of clients yeah. and small from the very small percentage might be focused through the small msms yeah yeah msms so now uh good to understand this now let's come to the important part mm. how to choose a crm how a small business can you know decide mm. Which one of these makes sense for me? My first suggestion is if you're a smaller company, first adopt a sales automation, a basic CRM. A basic CRM which will cover contacts, companies, and dashboards and deals. Now I'll explain what these are. Contacts are the people that you interact with. Companies are the organizations that these people represent. Deals are the transactions you do as a salesperson, your your quoting, your purchase order collection, your emails, your conference calls, your demos as a salesperson. Dashboards and reports we spoke about. So yes. a basic CRM will cover all these five elements. So you should choose a CRM which covers all these five. And most of the best CRMs like, like HubSpot gives all these five for free. So you should choose there. That's your first step. And it doesn't need any implementation work. You don't need to hire anybody. It's as simple as it is. It's just 
go there sign up download boom you're right up there you started using it assign users make sure everybody in your company who is externally facing talking to customers or prospects they should start using it as you move forward when you start investing in marketing activities when you want to manage your spend market spend when you want to drive revenues and measure revenues for the amount of spend you are doing on marketing have a marketing automation solution that's your next step then to complicate complement that depending on the complexity of your sales teams if you have multiple regions of sales teams you have multiple products then go for a higher version of sales automation if you have a service service team or a call center team have a service automation piece with the ability to have calls coming in from the system itself so that you record everything you give them the knowledge make the call center person sound smart by giving them potential flow chart of answers if somebody asks this question what is that you should answer etc etc so that's the next step now depending on your growth trajectory and where you are you should choose this way got it so if someone is using a basic tool say small business where you said uh customer interaction of the sales or crm makes sense but sales along with a bit of marketing because when that team is small it's like they have less hands to do marketing <laughs> so marketing could be because marketing is going to come before sales uh, these days marketing and sales both are as in as a practice they are becoming way different from maybe 20 years ago when i started working now the divide between marketing and sales is very thin there is no no more a big wall between these two it used to be there good old days now marketing and sales literally work together because the more efficiently you filter out good fits from a pool of prospects the more efficient your sales team will be because you are making your sales team talk to right people all the time so you're in ensuring your bandwidth of your sales team is very well used so marketing and sales literally are tied together like two sides of a coin so so do you think that marketing tool and sales uh, crm both the tools I, taking together could help a small yeah. uh, setup of businesses to scale up faster yes uh, absolutely and that's the right first step but again not every small company has the budgets to do marketing and branding at the scale where they can't manage um, unless they have a huge automation without tool automation, right, right. without automation so only that okay. time i think it's better uh, okay got it so i was just got conscious so of uh, yeah. small company no, with absolutely. one paper yeah yes absolutely because for small businesses while time and uh, is important because and you know number of manpower but on other side cost is also very 100%, 100%. important so they have to bring the balance between yes, that yes yes okay very nice now if the business is small and can't afford the cost of entire crm component can it be taken in phases as the business grow uh yes which you have shared with us is it the same thing or yes. is there something beyond to this so there are two approaches to this one you, you know you're a growing company but you don't want to really invest too much right now so you want to associate yourself or you partner yourself with a crm company that allows you to grow together so you don't have to be 
bound by contracts of taking at least 50 users minimum or you should sign up for a two-year contract at a minimum don't get into that look for companies which give you a monthly payment option a monthly contract option so that only when you grow let's say two months later or six months later you add another five more sales people you just buy five more users and they start billing from the time they come on board so you should look for flexibility options in these contracts a company which sells you with hard-coded contract avoid them company which is open in its way of selling which is transparent in its rules and contracts you should opt and a lot of these companies if you go to upspot also you can just buy online like you go to amazon and buy literally anything that you want right the way you shop you can go to upspot.com and the pricing page you can play around with the budgets discounts how many users and you can just sign the contract and buy it right there life as technology has changed the way we buy the way we sell and it's very transparent now so avoid people who are not transparent because you don't know what hidden contract rules there will be so it's better to be associated with somebody who is very transparent. Great. And when does a CRM start producing value? The value is felt in many ways. ROI for a CRM is calculated in many ways. The day you implement, it starts. The day your sales reps start using it, the value starts. You might not see the returns in the first few weeks. Because you're probably in a phase where you're just dumping data into the system or your users are not very 100% using it, basically. But as the time rolls by, CRM, like I said a while ago, becomes a good friend of a salesperson. Before every meeting, I refer to CRM. After every meeting, I record my notes. I do my demo through that. I do my calling through this. I leave somebody new comes in my place. He or she can pick it up from there. So CRM eventually becomes a second skin to the business. And the value it gives, like I said, 183% more leads. Always companies which use CRM will close more deals per rep. Per deal, value increases. Your ASPs go up, your PPRs go up. Productivity per rep is PPR, ASP is average selling price. All this will go up straight. There is never an example of these things not going up when you have implemented a good CRM with good best practices. Very, very mm-hmm. rare that somebody has implemented for the sake of doing it, not done a good job, and that then they don't see the results. Very rare. Got it. So uh, you you mentioned about return on investments mm. of CRM. Right. How does a business can calculate mm. return on investment they do it in CRM? Excellent question. Now, um, if you ask a lot of these companies will start giving you return on investment calculators. They'll say, marketing, you use this. And I'll tell you how there is an 181% in website traffic, right? Your, your website itself You can make it a dynamic salesperson, I said a while ago. And because of which, the way you interact with people who come to your website will change. You will capture better results. You will have a repeat engagement with these users. There is a workflow automation that is built. You give them gifts, make them come back. You give them content. They read, they like it, they come back. So all these are your marketing returns. For sales, you can increase, you can absolutely see an increase in the deals that are closed in one, you will see a lot of deals uh, per rep that will increase. 
um, straight up maybe in three months of you using you will see and you will see uh, and we as uh, sellers right we we notice this trend across industries be it your uh, service industry education healthcare finance information technologies manufacturing real estate any transport utilities construction you name an industry and we have always seen a lot of positive results uh, in there so a return on investment is best calculated for a company that is using by measuring where you are today and then after three months measuring where you are maybe after six months again measuring where you are for the same parameters and then you will see a difference so basically on the sales numbers mm. how much the increase in there in the real conversion of the sales or only uh the interactions i, I i'll give you an easy formula for this if anybody asks mm-hmm. you this is how it will work your marketing automation will increase the number of people your company is talking to it will increase the number of prospects who are reading about your company it will increase the number of people who are coming to website so your funnel is increased your total volume is increased now these interactions will directly increase the number of people who want to talk to your sales people which means your number of leads will increase your marketing qls will increase your service qls will increase your other uh, high intent uh, qls will increase when that happens obviously sales meetings will increase your sales demos will increase and you have more leads you have higher pipeline you have higher weighted average pipeline so you have more closures you have higher number of logos acquired you have a higher ticket sizes so these these are very visible parameters that you can measure for a direct roi got it and usually uh, is there some thumb rule in how much time the investment done in uh, crm should be getting cover- recovered i i have seen some customers wanting it the next day they make the purchase decision but that's wrong you should wait at least in my experience as a thumb rule put a 3 month minimum just to get your bearings right and put a 6 to 9 month which is 2 to 3 quarters to see all these fundamental rises right the the ones that i mentioned a while ago L- let there be a positive tick to all of these metrics and then you will see year on year growth and after that month on month or quarter on quarter depending on your business cycle so when we are getting into a mode of subscription model for crm mm-hmm. one was earlier where one time investment mm-hmm. was done mm-hmm. and the return was seen in mm-hmm. will give mm. result in mm. x number of months mm. or years mm. okay mm. but now uh, you are suggesting which is available in market is a subscription model Correct. right Correct. depending on the increase of your teams mm. uh, you hire more yeah. or you subscribe more and uh, depends like you want to take it for two mm. months mm. three months mm. or six months mm. now in that case scenario mm. it how as a percentage of your sales ticket mm. how the cost allocation can be done for crm like CRM as a percentage of your cost should be how much? Mm-hmm. Okay, so generally there is a thumb rule uh, in the industry where they say uh, a minimum ten to fifteen percent of your budget should be for IT tools and technologies. I think in that scenario, CRM is an outliner. CRM is a must. Now, CRM is not an option of uh, if it's a it's a matter of um, when will you adopt. ideally it should be right now or first thing in the morning tomorrow 
whoever hears this podcast if you are not using crm you should go download a crm start using it from tomorrow that's how the decision is now it, the budgeting of a crm is another discussion altogether depending on how much revenues per person you make how much of a ticket size you have uh, is your company selling mig 21s and uh, your uh, per life cycle is probably 5 years then i don't think so you should be using crm because you will have one or two customers but if you're a transactional b2b or a b2c person then you can arrive at a number where you will see crm will generate its own money that you spent on crm it will generate on its own it's like your super super sales person i have seen companies which hesitated to even put one sales person salary into this tool when they know the tool will in itself generate 10% or 15% more revenue straight up but i have seen many companies which are growing companies really invest up to 20% of their it budgets sometimes into crm because they believe this will this will only grow and take so yeah that's what the whole idea is for a small businesses because small small things takes a lot of you know cost Correct. how to decide whether taking this particular investment yeah. makes sense because it should not be a major major part of it yeah. though understanding but once the return starts coming is a different story but at least till the time it has to be in certain range yeah. of say 2% or 5% of their sales yeah. Yeah. Hmm, got it so what are the latest trend in crm industry is there something new happening new coming so um sales marketing and service is all changing every day customers are changing markets are changing so the practices of managing them are changing uh, good old days it would be very strange for me to answer a customer's question on let's say instagram you never know where anybody can raise a complaint right people can write to your ceo in linkedin and uh, they wouldn't even probably given a chance to the regional manager to explain right so people are now having a solution which is which has the ability to capture this noise from anywhere on the other side to acquire customers you don't know where they are because good old days even you're a sales person you had to go to your customers explain them your products do demos make them do pilots and sell that was your traditional sales approach today somebody is coming to buy let's say hubspot they would have read about hubspot so much before talking to me as a sales person sometimes i've seen my customers potential customers who know about hubspot more than me and i learn from them on that call so they teach you some of the products uh, features so you see the change in the way people are buying so when there is a change in the market when there is a change in the way people are buying there has to be change in the way you're selling by being more transparent by creating ease of use by giving them online abilities to just click 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 and download a contract all these small things make a big difference in one scaling your own business experience giving the experience to the customers that seamless happy experience and the last part is unlike good old days now word of mouth is the most powerful tool your review one bad review can cost literally 10 15 customers straight away and 10 good reviews probably will bring you one so it, you have to be really paranoid how you work with every single person which means you can't ever come across as a dud 
as a salesperson or somebody who's interacting with a customer, you cannot come across very ill-informed. You have to be positively informed and you are giving that beautiful brand experience, no matter it's on the phone, email, call, SMS, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, name it, and you have to give that experience. So that's the way things are changing. And as long as people are changing, markets are changing, and people who buy, the way they buy changes, the way we sell will also change. No longer you can do a cold call and sell, please. Nobody enter. How many calls do you pick up? How many uh, emails in your Gmail account goes to spam directly and promotions directly, isn't it? So it's very hard to sell that way. Now content is the king. Inbound is the way forward. People read about you before they give you an appointment. Everybody's time is important. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So, and the last question in this is, what are the CRM challenges faces and uh, some solution for the businesses? Because I can, you know, from my experience tell, CRM is not that easy to implement in all kinds of businesses. To make team take it seriously and fill the right and relevant data on the CRM yeah. is, I think, one of the major hurdles. Totally. Uh, it, it's, it's all about garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. And in some of the places, there's nothing in and nothing out. People don't want to fill the data in CRM till the time uh, they are under a lot of force by the management. So, yeah. <laughs> so how, what's your, you know, yeah. experience in the challenges with CRM faces? Yeah. So we used to make uh, a joke early days of my sales time that sales guys are the worst people that you can force them to do something. The reason some of us became salespeople, probably because we didn't want to study very good, very hard, and we were those last benchers, etc. So that is to be a joke. But honestly, if you see, salespeople don't like to share. They keep their cards close to their chest because for them, it's their pipeline. It's their money. End of the day, the salary, big component is the variable component, which is if you sell well, you take home money to your family. So that's why it becomes very critical for sales guys to not share anything. So they're they're inherently afraid to write everything out in the open. What if somebody sees and I lose my deal? So I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to jinx it. So you you see a lot of this cultural aspects that come before adopting CRM. But if you're a company which believes CRM is the way, then the, the culture should be driven from the top. The the CEO or the MD of the company should sit in a forecast review call and will open CRM only. He'll not open uh, Excel sheet. He'll not take for granted something that is told on the phone or I will do this. Don't ask me where I'll get the deal, but I'll get. Don't take those things. If it's not in the CRM, that means it's not done. You drive that culture. So when you drive that, remember I told you three levels, it should be driven from all. Managers should drive everything through CRM. Your emails, your conversations, calls, your notifications, everything in CRM. If it's not in the CRM, that means you've not done it. That's one approach. The other approach is when you implement beautifully, sales guys suddenly feel they're empowered because they now have a bundle of information available for them and it's like, like I keep saying, CRM becomes a good friend. It's a friend who keeps telling you in your ears, hey, you're talking to Tripti. You know, Tripti has bought these, these things. She has interacted with these, this. So 
I am being well informed and I sound smarter. I am I am much more efficient in my sales meetings. I get to prepare well. So once sales reps realizes that that they're they're being empowered, then you will see no issues from anybody in adoption of CRM. So it's what stick and carrot approach. The culture has to be driven from the top. Actually, you have to bring a lot of motivation because what you mentioned is absolutely right. And I agree with you. Myself being part of sales team throughout my life. <laughs> yes, it's not easy to get salespeople because they're, and you have correctly mentioned these are the two temperament where sales team is not the one who loves writing and feeding the data too much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the second is there's always inherent insecurity related to their work yeah. because that's the only thing with which they move ahead. Yeah. And uh, once being entered into a system, there's no control yeah. of what happens to that. And that insecurity remains. So there has to be, you know, ways to motivate. And apart from motivation, you remove insecurity correct. Correct. in the sales team. Yeah. It should become way of life. Very simple. Today, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I search my phone, right, in the bed. It's a way of life now. Ten years ago, I never did that. But why do I do it? Because it's important. I, I have everything about my world in that small little phone. It's like that. So once you're used to CRM, sales guys will not be able to work outside the CRM because they crave for the way it makes them feel. It's a way of life. Yeah, great. So, Adesh, moving towards the last section of the episode mm -hmm. where we want to hear some kind of guiding principles, you know, mm -hmm. for the entrepreneurs and uh, which you would love to share with them. So, our next two questions would be one is guiding principles and another is some hacks and short-term tips for entrepreneurs. <laughs> so, Probably I'm a very small person to uh, tell entrepreneurs any guiding principles. Some of the things that I can probably share based on the experience of having worked with a number of companies in the last two and a half decades in India and outside, I can say, one, practice what you preach as a leader. You cannot have double standards for your own employees. So if you're looking at, we spoke about CRM adoption. If you're mandating somebody to use CRM, you also should be using it. It's very simple. Practicing what you preach. Second, you have to, apart from being inspiring and the, the vision that you share, the go-to-markets that you share, apart from all that, you should, you should really, really adopt technology to fulfill that growth dream. You should, you should be open to realizing how your friends in other countries in your other industries or your known your own industries how everybody else is growing with the use of technology be open-minded towards that and take risks as an entrepreneur you take risks but technology adoption is not even a risk it's an enabler it's so i have seen a lot of entrepreneurs really really holding back from going ahead and um, leveraging technology so don't do that. If you if you really want to grow better, if you want to glow, go global, then technology is the only way. You cannot keep hiring because people, we spoke about it. The way we are selling is different. The way people are buying is different now. You don't have to have 1,000 salespeople in all the continents that you're working. You can run with a lot of hubs. You can centralize a lot of operations. 
because technology enables you to do so is there any some short term tips or hacks which you would like to share I, apart I, from crm <laughs> apart from subscribing to crm because i know you are from the industry i think msmes should realize they should not feel curtailed in their dreams just because they don't have sometimes access to capital or access to resources if they have a business idea and it's a growing business idea and it's a replicable business idea in other markets do not hesitate to grow better there are a lot of ways you can grow better but if your personal thinking as an md or a ceo if your personal capacity is a hindrance to grow better and go global please move aside hand over the reins to the team that you can trust and guide them and inspire them but let them think because india is a land of opportunities for the next 30 40 50 years we're going to rule this world this is the place where the best of the things are yet to come and if that is happening our msmes will be the backbone of our revolution when india will be one of the best best in the world in the coming years in all terms msmes have to play a big role and the only way msmes can really play a big role is to become big players influential players in the industry not just in india not just in apac across the gold globe and for that you have to start thinking bigger you cannot be engulfed in day to day transactions solving those problems all the time and limiting that growth every business will have problems but you cannot keep solving step aside think strategically to grow better to trust in leaderships to trust in our team to encourage ideas to leverage facilities of the country the government the subsidies the potential customers participation in conferences being virtually available tweaking your systems having a beautiful website positioning your brand explaining your customers exp- giving them the experience of the lifetime etc endless pieces of things you can do to grow but do not stop growing you have to grow go global because india has to shine and it will shine because of you guys great i'm sure some of the listeners will get motivated with your encouraging words to go global i hope so i hope so i hope so and we are here to help uh, people like us we are dreaming great so adarsh thanks a lot for insightful episode on crm and guiding our listeners what is crm how to implement it how to make decision does it make sense for you or not make sense for you and a lot of other information thank you very much for giving me the opportunity it was wonderful conversing with you thanks hey if you like the information shared on the podcast why don't you give some good reviews to us on apple or spotify through this episode i hope you would have got some answers to your queries and guidance for way forward do share your learnings from the episode your feedbacks and suggestions If you are an entrepreneur and have questions from experts or any particular topic or profile of expert you want to hear or if you are an industry expert with MSME as a target audience do reach out to us our link is given in description and at last please do subscribe for MSME Talk podcast and don't forget to share the podcast link with your friends family and network take care goodbye
share MSME Talk podcast and the speak ranking chart of 10th country in the Apple podcast country level entrepreneurship category. If you are an expert or provide product or services to small businesses, MSMEs and startups, reach out to us to discuss showcase opportunity in MSME Talk. Contact details given in description.